0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Pre-Teen Ministry. I hope you guys are doing great. It is a wonderful Tuesday morning for me, and I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. I can't complain. I know you guys are super curious. I wonder how Sam Beam is doing. Well, just know that uh, two weeks ago on a Tuesday, Sam Beam was doing good. Um, it's been a crazy few weeks. I had Turf Wars, which is a large life group. Um, event that we do for our preteens, they battle it out in a bunch of competitions, and so there's a lot of planning. And um, I've had a few other events and things just like in the past few weeks, and I'm finally through that. And so it's nice to have, you know, somewhat of a, f- a breath of fresh air uh, for all of the craziness and everything. Now, granted, we've got the holiday season coming up—Christmas and Thanksgiving—and Halloween's like, going to come out of nowhere. I'm planning this year's Halloween event at our church. Um, which is usually pretty popular, so you know, I've got that coming up, but just, just enjoy the time in your ministry where you can like focus totally on your ministry. I'm taking this time to get ahead, uh, to work on revamping some of my ministry things. Uh, don't let these times—these aren't times to like, relax and sit back, right? But there are times to look at areas in your ministry where you can focus in a little bit more, where you can do a little bit more work and improvement, um, and sometimes the areas that kind of get left to the wayside. Uh, just like the FedEx day the other day. If you don't know what that is, go check out my nugget um, I did the other day, talking about FedEx days. I and mean, what exactly that is, uh, but today I wanted to give a shout out to the unhurried book once again. We're we're wrapping up this whole series, uh, and it's been good, and I hope you guys have enjoyed it as well. But it's it's really just kind of challenging our lives as pastors, um, not spe- specifically in the preteen realm or anything. Granted, we have some preteen specific stuff because this is a preteen specific podcast. But uh, I wanted to challenge our lives as pastors and how we're living them and how we're. Uh, you know using our time uh, so we've been going to that and unhurry is kind of where i've drawn a lot of inspiration um it's by john mark Comer. and it's how to unhurry it's like a free workbook that you can go through and kind of just examine some practices and some ways that we can um, follow jesus a little bit closer um, and take some time to let the busy of the world kind of shake off of our shoulders just a tad um, and with that i wanted to tal- tell a story um, so we just recently got a kitten, um, me and my wife. This is our first kid. Um, his name is Tito. Um, this is actually after like one of my high school classmates in Spanish class. We all called him Tito, and that was my inspiration. Um, but anyways, Tito is a kitten, and a kitten is a lot of work. We were lucky enough that he was litter trained when we got him, um, but he's at the Pounce, Claw, and Bite first investigate second stage of kittenhood if you've ever had a kitten and so he will just out of nowhere um, the way our house is set up we walk past the couch to and fro each morning getting ready to the bathroom to the to the bedroom or whatever and he will hide under that couch and just come leaping out uh, like a cat would um, and pouncing onto our legs um, and it's both terrifying and mildly infuriating and, and, and I've been thinking about this kitten and I'm like golly he's so frustrating But one of the things about this kitten is that we have to work intentionally so that this is not a behavior that's permanent, right? Um, uh, Kittens, you know, they'll just do whatever, especially when they don't have, like, a litter, right? They don't have people to—or kittens, other cats and kittens to show them how to act. They'll kind of act out especially bad. So it's our role as mother and father kitten, uh, I guess you could say. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I call myself Father Kitten, but anyways, it's our role as 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 you know the the parents to say of this cat to to raise it up in the right way, and that requires intentionality. You know, even if it's not the best thing, or the cat does not enjoy some of its disciplinary measures, these ways help the cat grow to be a better cat. It grows to be not a wild, rambunctious kitten that could be dangerous to small kids or frustrating or painful for us, right? Um, but uh, a cat that is, you know, uh, knows its bounds and knows its behaviors and, 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 and you know, th- that leads to rewards, right? I would much rather pet a cat um, and snuggle up with a cat that is not trying to attack me at every moment, right? And, and it is kind of twofold. And you probably get what I'm saying here, but um, in our lives and in our ministries, I mean, we are we have to be intentional with ourselves. We have to grow ourselves. We have to take time to discipline ourselves, even if we don't enjoy it, right? It's it, it's a, it's a discipline, and so sometimes it requires sacrifice or effort and intentionality. Um, but just like this kitten, um, we have to treat our lives like that, or else we'll be rambunctious. We'll be um, unorganized. Not that I know anything about that. I'm so organized. Um, but you know, like if we're not, if we're not focusing on ourselves if we're not working to improve ourselves constantly then we're going to be like a kitten that never received instruction something that just kind of pounces and and bites and runs around and is chaotic right uh and and that's not what we want to be and that's not what god calls us to be so just like the kitten guys i want to challenge you um, whether it's in this area of slowing down and simplicity or if it's in another area in your life with prayer or reading God's word or spending time in community, whatever it is, take time to focus on that and be intentional with that. Right? We cannot be our best self as pastors if we are not working on improving ourselves constantly as God calls us to do. So that was my kind of drawn-out story and analogy. That could have been a nugget, too. But, you know, uh, I wanted to just keep you guys uh, aware and, and, and and once again, see the heart behind this podcast, which is a little atypical for this. It's, you know, I'm usually more hands-on and stuff, but this is more life application uh, than ministry or leadership. But I think it's still important, right, to have a healthy life um, outside of ministry is crucial to having a healthy life within ministry. So today we're going over these last two topics of um, just this kind of practicing a slower life. You know, we went through uh, silence and solitude the first week, um, practicing Sabbath last week, and this week we are practicing simplicity and slowing. Down. These are all areas that'll help us um, as we minister to others and help us as we minister to ourselves. So our first one is simplicity. Practicing simplicity. Um, you know, we we live uh, and and I don't know if it's still in anymore. It might still be in, or maybe it's not here. It's elsewhere. I don't know. But uh, the whole uh, oh, what's it called? Um, minimalism. The whole minimalism. Uh, if, fad or, you know, trend where, you know, you kind of just take everything out of your house and and you have, like, a gray room with a single couch and, like, a a concrete slab for your coffee table, right? Uh, There's this idea of minimalism, and, and that's kind of, like, gets at it, but this idea of simplicity is kind of like removing the unnecessary stuff, right? Like, you're cleaning up your laptop and you're deleting that one Sunday video that you've been holding on to forever, even though you posted it four weeks ago and you don't need it and it's on YouTube, and I wouldn't know anything about that at all. But simplicity uh, can can be in all areas of your life as well. So just in your general life, right? Um, Simplicity in your life can look like uh, doing less, Um, and for some people that might be easy, and for some people that might be difficult, right? My extroverts who... um, are just just teeming with energy. Just love people. You guys are great, but you stress me out. I can't do that. So maybe you need to simplify some areas in your life, um, because like the goal of this simplicity is to is to help us connect with God a little bit more, um, and then slowing down. Right. That's the whole. That's the the baseline. And so simplicity is kind of removing some of the excess stuff. Maybe it's something that isn't bearing fruit in your life. Maybe it's something that isn't mandatory or necessary in your life Um, and in what you do. uh, Simplicity can have an impact there Um, and and in your stuff as well, right? Uh, We have a lot of stuff, guys. Uh, If you've ever heard the, the statistics on storage units, there's like enough storage space for everyone in america to have their own little storage room right i think it's like a five by five foot storage room everyone could could we could literally house all of america in america's storage units which is just crazy to think about um but uh yeah we have a lot of stuff uh and so maybe it's it's different john mark who (laughs) has taken this all the way uh he it lives so simple that he has like three outfits he wears a week, right? And so like, you know, he kind of cycles them throughout the week and you don't have to go that extreme. I'm not asking that, but um, maybe go through and remove some of the unnecessary things in your life. There's extra knickknacks or or maybe just simplifying your phone. Um, There's a practice of of dummying your phone that I did for a few weeks and I honestly need to go back to it. I miss it Um, but it's just turning off a lot of your notifications. You turn your phone to grayscale and it just kind of simplifies your phone um, and your life a little bit. A few less notifications, a few less buzzes and it gets the important stuff like texts uh, but it kind of draws a line there for for just your life. So maybe you need to simplify some of your items, uh, some of your uh, just stuff, right? We have a lot of it. And so getting rid of that. And if you go into the How, how to hurry Workbook, there's like more detail in this, but uh, just calling out some general things here um, and, and simplicity in your work. And, and we think, okay, simplify my work. I don't know how to do that. Uh, But it can look like a lot of things. Maybe it's creating a more simple system for you to follow, right? We can get so into our systems and planning and all of that that our systems and planning become more of a burden than a help. Um, Or maybe you're just simplifying some of the things you're doing in your ministry, guys. Um, Maybe you're just trying to do too much. Maybe you need to get back to some of the simpler Topics, right? It's it's like we get and and I you know, like this is not like a, a call out or anything. This is just facts of, of ministry. As we get so distracted on what we can do next, what we can do better, uh, we're currently you know we've switched curriculums and so we're looking at how to how to frame these uh, posters we got for the curriculums. And there's like I want the best, you know, and I want these giant posters that are beautifully plastered across our walls. But you know the reality is that that an 11 by 17 poster will be just as fine um, and it'll do just the same job and, and it'll require less work, less money and, and, and less time and so I can work on other things. So maybe simplifying in your ministry um, and then applying this to our preteens is like what, what what's the goal of simplicity in our preteens? And, and I think that we know by now in our culture and in our world and, and all that we're experiencing as, as people and as a culture that, That stuff is just the new norm, right? That, you know, you need to upgrade to the next iPhone every year when it drops, and you need that new MacBook with the A1 processor because it's going to be so fast, and you're so tired of your 2016 MacBook. Uh, not being able to process videos fast enough. These are not real examples at all from my life, right? But the culture calls for us to want stuff. We want a bigger house, a better car, clothes that make us look good, right? And and so we need it, and we need it, and we need it. And the reality is not only does it damage our planet, right, because of our obsessive culture, um one statistic says that if the entire world consumed like america consumed then we would need six earths to be able to keep up with that consumption guys which is just crazy um so not only does it hurt our planet but it hurts our souls it causes um strife right idolatry between us and god and the world and mixed images and so in simplicity guys just um when we're talking with our preteens make sure that we're sharing that that heart of simplicity right that we don't need to have more stuff, that we don't need to have the next Jordan drop or we don't need to have uh, the next fashion trend or the next iPhone or whatever, that we can be content in God and what he provides for us. And, and you know, he loves us well and we're blessed to live where we live um, with such comforts, but at the end of the day that God can provide for us. So pouring that into our preteens is super important, that simplicity is a good practice, and and honestly, when we simplify, right, when we have less distractions and less things, it leads to us slowing down. It leads to us taking more time in what we do. So practice simplicity, guys. Maybe this week, try and turn off all the notifications on your phone except the important ones, and um, look up on your iPhone or Android or whatever how to turn your phone grayscale. It actually has a pretty big impact on your scrolling. It's not quite as enjoyable. You'll find yourself like. Well, this is kind of bland. I'll go do something else, and, and that's the goal. But simplify your life this week. Um, go into the How to Unhurry workbook and, and see some more practices there for that. Um, number two is slowing down. I did a nugget on this the other day, but um, just slowing down. It's Just taking time. Um, and slowing down can look like a lot of things, all right? Slowing down outside of the work, uh, it can look like waking up an hour early. I know, I know. I know, an hour early is a lot. An hour of sleep is like make or break for your day. At least it is for mine. I don't know about you guys, but like an hour of sleep is like a make or break, right? Like if I go to bed at ten versus eleven, I could like make or break my next day. Um, But but you know, utilize your time, slow down in the evenings, and go to bed early so you can get up early and just have a slower, more peaceful morning. You will be surprised at how. Big of an impact it can have on your mentality coming into work, right? Um, I actually get up really early three days a week now on my wife's work schedule. I don't know if I shared this or not. I might be repeating myself, but my wife's work schedule, um, she has to be in work at uh, seven, three days a week. And so I get up with her at five. and, And you know, I don't have to be at work until nine. And so, you know, it's almost four hours from the time I get up to the time I leave. But let me just tell you, those are some of the Sweetest times in God's word just like not rushed, not in a hurry guys Um, and getting home it's so hard for me to unwind after a work day because I have, um, like I've talked about before I have a side hustle that I work and, and make an extra income there that I really, really love and I really enjoy doing it and so it's so hard for me to come home from work and not go straight into that work and I'm still in school guys, yes, it's pretty tough and so you know, did not go from school to work to work to school to work to work and burn myself out like I talked about the other day. It's really a discipline, uh, but spending time with my wife that in the evenings, um, now with my kitten, right? I can almost relate to parents because I have a kitten. Oh my gosh, it feels so great! But you parents spending time with your kids, being intentional, slowing down with them, um, slowing down inside your work and inside your ministry guys, it can look um, like a lot of things, slowing down in your ministry can look like uh, taking a sabbatical day, which I am about to take uh, if not this week, next week um, to just totally reset after just the craziness of the last few weeks um, so maybe taking a day or half a day to just pause to pray for your ministry, to pray for what's going on, to recenter and refocus, maybe it's Um, setting aside that big idea that you have and and not ignoring it or not doing it but doing it later Um, I get caught up and and have big ideas and my problem is I have big ideas like a week before the thing and then I'm like crap I got to get all this together and so you know I'm I'm scrambling to get it all together and a lot of that goes back to to productivity and having good productivity habits and staying ahead in your work right um, so working hard can actually help you slow down as well, but also taking time to slow down is important. Um, and, and once again, connecting that with our preteens, um, their world is so rushed. They're going to get in from middle school, and middle school is like the last great, um, I feel like it's the last vestige of like slowness for them. Last vestige where they might get home and, And and rest and and enjoy and play and really like be kids, you know? I feel like preteens is just the last holdout for kids. Um, And it's getting younger and younger. And it's it's sad to see these kids as they're forced to grow up in this world of hurry and rush, right? Because, you know, the moment they get into junior high and high school, um, it's sports, it's athletics, it's academics, it's homework, it's, you know, next thing you know, they're finding a job or whatever. And there's just so much to keep up with uh with all of these kids and so um just teaching them to take their time and to save space to slow down um i have this analogy of a a a test right Uh, if you've ever taken a test before which i assume you all have you know that you're going to do better on your test if you take time right if you have a test that's Um, You know, has no time limit and you can go through your work and you can review it and you can ensure that you've got everything right Um, and you can take your time um, doing that test, you're going to do far better on that test than if you're rushing through um, and trying to do everything. So with your preteens, teach them that, right? Teach them that principle that if we rush through life, it's just going to be, there's going to be more mistakes, there's going to be more pressure, there's going to be more stress, it's going to be Harder. But if we take time to slow down, and this applies for preteens and applies for you. If we take time to slow down, guys, we can really grow in our faith. We can grow in our walk with Jesus. We can grow with those around us, right? We can see and hear and listen to all that God has provided for us. So, that's it. That's the wrap on our little series. I'm excited. Next week, I think we're going to talk about um, just the... The the importance of pre- and post-service games. That's going to be really fun. I'm, I'm working on some stuff right now. And and this idea has popped into my head. And so we're going to go into why why pre- and post-service is important. But for now, we're staying with this, guys. Practice simplicity and practice slowing down this week. So with that, um I will see you guys next week. I'm super excited for next week's podcast. And be on the lookout for Monday's Nugget. It's going to be nuggalicious I apologize anyways I'll see you guys this Monday for our nugget and next Thursday for our full episode peace